Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to our big broadcast. We're here on iHeartRadio. AMFM247.com. Tune in, iTunes. Find us all over the place at JiggyJaguar.com. That's J I G G Y J N G O Y R.com. Twitch live stream each and every Sunday. Talk America live each and every Saturday. The mix on Tuesdays. And we have got a great segment coming up here in just a few moments. But before we do that, let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. Do you need help moving in the Pittsburgh area? We've got a lot of folks in that area that listen to the broadcast and they need help. Call Pratt's Moving at 412-223-7096. Or visit the website, prattsmoving.co. You rent the truck. We'll move your stuff. It's Pratt's Moving. 412-223-7096. And tell them, you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Welcome back to iHeartRadio. AMFM, 247.com. Tune in, iTunes, 50-plus AMFM stations. Across the country and around the world, and we've got a uh, great guest to uh, kick off our broadcast day. Remus joins us live, and uh, Remus, go ahead and uh, give us a brief introduction on yourself. Tell us a little about Remus. Yeah, I'm, Re- I'm Remus Tucker. Uh, I'm the head of the Remus Tucker Band, and uh, we are out of Denver, Colorado, and we play Outlaw Country, Southern Rock, and uh, we've got some new stuff coming up, and we just released a new single, Come On, so... Fantastic. Well, tell me about Remus. How'd you guys get started as a group? Uh, well, I've been uh, playing music for most of my life. Uh, I grew up uh, playing bluegrass with my dad uh, and just kind of, you know, kept myself going in the music industry for uh, for a long time. And I came out to Colorado uh, back in 99 and uh, decided, yeah, I want to kind of get something going out here and found some wonderful musicians because uh, Colorado is filled with them. And uh, put together a little uh, little test group and see, to, just to see how things went. And uh, before you know it, uh, the Remus Tucker Band was born. Fantastic. So uh, tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, musical heroes, influences, things of that nature. Oh, they are vast and, and many. Um, most of the old, the old style, like Hank Williams, uh, stuff like that, is what I grew up uh, listening to. Uh, Earl Scruggs and all that. And then... Uh, as I got older, you know, I started listening to, uh, to rock and, and so forth. Uh, Led Zeppelin definitely uh, was a, a big influence on me, um, just from my my vocal style and, and kind of, uh, you know, that bluesy feel. Um, but, uh, you know, Freddie Mercury, lo- love uh, his vocal styles and stuff, and was a big influence on that as well. And, uh, yeah, just some of the old-style uh, country fellows out there um, that I just, you know, Johnny Cash, uh, you know, Roy Acuff, uh, which I met Roy Acuff once when I was a kid, and uh, you know those influences, those uh, people just are in my blood and uh, and keep me going. 
Remus with us today. Remus Tucker Band. Check out RemusTucker.com for more information. Now, um, you guys playing all around the Colorado area. Tell us a little about some of your different performances. Yeah, we're, we do mostly festivals. Um, occasionally we'll do some uh, some small clubs or whatever, but uh, mostly festivals. Like uh, we've got the Taste of Colorado coming up here uh, September 1st. Um, and uh, we did the Fuel's Fair before that closed. And then uh, we did a uh, some festivals up in Rollins, Wyoming. Uh, so we, we play all over the place. Um, you know, of course, play the world-famous Little Bear. Uh, if anybody's in Colorado and get an opportunity, head to the Little Bear. That is a, a fun time there. Uh, so, yeah, festivals uh, are kind of where we, we shine. Uh, we're more of a show band, uh, and you know, we just love getting out there, hitting it hard, and jumping off stage and meeting, meeting the fans. We've got Remus Tucker with us today, RemusTucker.com. Check out RemusTucker.com for more information. Tell me about Lonely Mile. We're going to play that here in a few moments. Lonely Mile is kind of, uh, well, I'll tell you, I, I've got this idea and that a lot of people don't understand what it's like to uh, be in the music industry. It's a, It can be a hard life. And Lonely Mile is kind of the uh, my little quintessential story about what it's like being on the road. And... Uh, you know, it is lonely, and you are going from one place to another, and so I wrote this song with that in mind, just kind of give people a glimpse of uh, some of the hardships and some of the fun uh, of being on the road. And uh, so I, I put that down, and we recorded it, and got it out there, and it just gives you kind of chills if you listen to it, um, and that kind of gives you an idea of what it's like to be on the road. Well, here we go. It's Lonely Mile. We're back here in a few with more from the Remus Tucker Band here on iHeartRadio and AMFM247.com.
That's Lonely Mile. It's Remus Tucker Band. Check out RemusTucker.com for more information. Lonely Miles available on YouTube. And uh, we go back to the telephones. Remus Tucker with us today. Now, Remus, tell us about some of the different plans you've got for the rest of the year, my friend. Uh, we're actually working on a new album. I'd put it out. And uh, we've got some good material that we're putting together. Uh, we'll probably have it out in 2020. Um, I, during the winter months, I kind of like to, to stick with uh, being in the studio. Um, but uh, pretty much right now, we're just kind of looking at more festivals to get out there. But the album is kind of the, the biggest thing on my plate right now. Fantastic. It's Remus Tucker. Check out RemusTucker.com for more information. Remus Tucker Band. He joins us today here on iHeartRadio and AMFM247.com. Tune in, iTunes, and of course, Radio Loyalty. Thanks for uh, being with us today, Remus. Before we let you go, how do people find you on social media? You can check us out on Facebook, uh, Remus Tucker Band out there. we got a page. I, I'm on uh, let's see, Instagram, on Twitter. I'm everywhere. Uh, so check us out, and check us out on RemusTucker.com, and check us out on uh, iTunes, Apple Play, Spotify, Pandora, everywhere. So what's been the uh, social media reaction to the band? Uh, you know, it's actually been pretty big. Um, with uh, some of the new material that we got going out there, the old material people just loved. Uh, and so we try to kind of change it up a little bit, um, getting a little bit more edgy with the new stuff. And the response has been fantastic. Um, looking at uh, Spotify and Apple Play and stuff like that, uh, it's just been incredible, um, almost explosive. And uh, the new song we got out there we just released, Come On, that one has really, really taken off. So uh, it's very, very positive for us, and we're really excited. Good stuff. Well, I appreciate you making time, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Have yourself a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you, man. Well, thank you, James. I really appreciate you having me on. You take care. Definitely. You too. Thank you, man. There he goes, Remus Tucker from the Remus Tucker Band. We've got more coming up on the other side. This is a public notice from Citizens Disability. If you are one of the millions of Americans who are disabled and unable to work, you may be entitled to disability benefits from Social Security. Receiving benefits is your right if you suffer from a physical or mental disability. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied, Citizens Disability can help. You'll be given an advocate who will evaluate your situation, handle your application, and deal with Social Security. Best of all, there is no fee until you receive your benefits. We only get paid if you win your case. To get started with your free no-obligation consultation, call 800-504-1639. That's 800-504-1639. There are a vast number of conditions that can make you eligible for disability benefits, many that you may not be aware of. So if you're disabled and unable to work, Call Citizens Disability today. Again, that's 800-504-1639. 800-504-1639. That's Citizens Disability. 800-504-1639. Attention type 2 diabetics. If you or a loved one has taken Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR, or other inhibitors for type 2 diabetes and suffered amputation of the toes, feet, or legs, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA has warned that Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR and other inhibitors for type 2 diabetes cause an increased role in amputations of the toes, feet, and legs. If you or a loved one has taken Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR or other 
other inhibitors for type 2 diabetes and suffered amputation of the toes, feet, or legs, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-475-4915. That's 800-475-4915. Again, 800-475-4915. Call now. This is an advertisement paid non-attorney spokesperson. www.injuryhelpdesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand, call Consolidated Credit now. They can consolidate your debts, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. Call Consolidated Credit now. 800-404-0907. 800-404-0907. That's 800-404-0907. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services Incorporated. 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. 33313. Not a loan company. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM19. Oregon DM80031. Licensed by Virginia State Corporation Commission DC32. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS and you cannot afford to make payments to the IRS, you may qualify for the CNC tax program. This is a new program, and if you qualify, you won't make any payments to the IRS while in this program. Once you're accepted into this program, the IRS is forced to stop all harassing collection activities. No threatening phone calls, no wage garnishments, no bank levies, and no more monthly payments to the IRS. Get ready to write this number down. It's the most important number you'll ever need to end your IRS tax nightmare. Call Paramount Tax Relief at 800-549-6183 for a free confidential consultation to find out if you qualify for the CNC tax program. Once you are accepted into the CNC tax program, you won't make any payments to the IRS while in this program. Call Paramount Tax Relief now at 800-549-6183. That's 800-549-6183. Again, 800-549-6183. Incredible new marketing partner with us today, Transmedia Worldwide. These folks are absolutely amazing. Build a safe for kennel and doggy daycare in Alaska. Yes, Alaska. We're going to Alaska. Whoa. Check them out today on GoFundMe.com. They want to create a place where you can have pet products, no-kill animal shelter, boarding, doggy daycare, pet transportation, and vet all in one spot. They're going to give you affordable prices along with futuristic kennel system to help speed up the check-in and check-outs, prevent kettle cough, make your pet feel at home. And, of course, every pet will get the shots they need before boarding and no need to go elsewhere to get them. Just amazing stuff. Go over to G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E.C-O-M. Search Alaska Dog Care. That's G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E.C-O-M. Search Alaska Dog Care and tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Back here in our world-famous Cheeky Jaguar radio broadcast on iHeartRadio and AMFM247.com. Tune in iTunes. And, of course, Talk Shoe as well. And we have got uh, one of our great regulars joining us on the phone. Gary S. Goldman is with us. He's a nationally recognized host of business, politics, and lifestyles. Of course, a weekly talk program airing on WCRN 830 in the metro Boston area. And he joins us today here on the telephone. And um, so we've had these debates. Um, Kamala Harris clearly is being favored by the mainstream media, what, what, what do you make of CNN trying to uh, kind of slant things in her direction? Yeah, I mean, look, look at you can't be surprised that the mainstream media is going to take one or two of the candidates and try to move them along. Um, you know, the uh, Zucker there claims he has no relation with uh, 
with her, and it's just some you know he he heard about her when she was running for AG of California. I believe he brought her out to New York at one point, brought her to a, a breakfast meeting, and everyone was impressed with her. You know, he brought her in front of the money people, and even at that meeting, which was several several years ago, um, his comment was, "This could be a future president of the country." So. Um, I'm not sure her performance last night substantiates that, but we'll, you know, only time will tell. Okay, look at, you know, when they tell you that, that they're not trying to interfere with any election and they're not trying to push a candidate, you almost have to go with exactly, you know, the opposite of what they're saying. There is a reason somewhere along the line that Zucker wants uh, this particular candidate to move forward, and uh, only, you know, only time will tell if that happens. I think she'll obviously make it to the next round of debates, but uh, she was not the same as she was in the first uh, debate last, you know, a month or so ago. Well, what did you make of the fact that uh, last night Tulsi Gabbard pretty much uh, laid out Kamala's record in front of her and she really didn't have much of a uh, reaction to it? Yeah, I mean, it, truthfully, I, that, that, you know, the I think she was the uh, rep from Hawaii that did that. And, yes. Uh, she did a great job. I mean, look, at if you're going to be there and you're trying to win a position and you're trying to lay out the facts, you, you know, without, without, being getting personal about it, you have to you have to tell what was out there, and that is true. I mean, she put a lot of people in jail. She's not the only one, but put them in jail for you know what we would consider now a misdemeanor crime, you know, possession or selling of marijuana. And then she goes bragging about you know at some point when she used it. And who, you know, the question becomes: When was she using it? Were you using it when you were prosecuting people? That's what that led her wide open to as we go forward. Those types of questions. We've got Gary S. Coleman with us today. He joins us live here on our broadcast, Coast to Coast and Boulder to Boulder here on our big program. And, of course, he's the host of Business, Politics, and Lifestyles, which is airing on WCRN 830 in the metro Boston area. And, uh, Gary, with these debates, uh, when do you think we're going to get to the point where they just have one debate instead of this part one, part two, and... We mix these people around like balls under a cup. <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping that, you know, they make some hard choices and they and they limit, you know, get this down to one debate where they can have, you know, look, at the Republicans had quite a few on the floor initially as Trump, went, President Trump went through them one by one. I'm not sure the Democrats want to do that just yet. I mean, we'll see. We'll know very shortly how that's going to play out. But it is kind of, you know, first of all, it's a there's a lot of wasted time here. Um, there's some people that obviously should not be there. There, there. there should have been a method to dwindle down the pack right off the bat. But trying to even the the, the last debate on CNN here, I, I found it very difficult to watch. I thought that giving someone a minute to talk and then cutting them off when they're in the you know highlight of their conversation is difficult. It was it was difficult to go back and forth between individuals as they were talking, but. Do, then you know, making it a two-night deal uh, makes it even worse. I think. I think if you're going to have these debates, you have to somehow get them all out in front of you, and the only way they can do that is to dwindle down the pack, and that's probably going to happen after the uh, last couple of nights. We've got Gary S. Coleman with us today. He joins us live here in a broadcast, and uh, so so what are, what are your listeners and your callers to the uh, to the radio program each week telling you about these uh, debates? Um, you know, look, at the, the, a lot of them actually are not watching them. I mean, when, when, when I talk to people, they say, I watched it for a few minutes. I just couldn't take it any longer. Um, it's, it's too, look at, what was it, two and a half, three hour process, too much time over two nights. Um, but those that do watch it, you know, what, the, what I'm getting for feedback from a lot of people is, you know, 
and a lot of them pick on or take Elizabeth Warren. I'm not shouldn't use the word pick on. She sets her own uh, misery up and say, here's a woman that you know, a Congress uh, senator that lied about her native heritage. She was claiming she was American Indian, and she's on national TV, and she's telling her us that she knows what's best for us and everything that we should be doing after she lied to us about her, you know, her American Indian heritage and double down on that with the DNA test. So, you know, that she's one they jump right on and they, uh, you know, they, they don't have a, a love affair for Elizabeth Warren, at least a lot of my callers don't. But I think a lot of people listen to these debates and they, they start to wonder, wait a second, they're talking about, you know, it's very socialistic program, let's face it. They don't want to hear from the moderates. They only want to hear from the far left within their party. And they, profit is bad, business is bad, yet they want all these programs that are going to cost money. And if we eliminate businesses, or we control businesses and we eliminate profit, um, who's going to pay for this stuff? You know, I think if we haven't seen from Venezuela what the outcome of socialism is, um, we're all kidding ourselves. But I think a lot of people are concerned. It just, you know, one and one is not adding up to two here. And they realize, you know, look at America is a very generous country. Who's going to be giving the, you know, businesses, people give out the donations with money they earn from either profit or through their businesses, their budget into them. So, I, you know, I think they're looking at this and saying I, there's a lot of, information being scrambled around here but a lot of it's just too far to the left for me even some of my very liberal friends um don't understand why they won't accept that when i say what they those in their party some of the moderate views but i think they've just pushed so far to the left uh, it's going to be difficult We've got a great guest with us today. Gary S. Goldman is with us, a nationally recognized host of Business, Politics, and Lifestyles weekly talk show airing on WCRN 830 in the Metro Boston area. And he joins us today here on our big broadcast here on iHeartRadio and AMFM, 247.com. Tune in iTunes and, of course, Radio Loyalty as well. And, uh, Gary, uh, another thought I want to get your uh your take on is uh, fairly recently we had the uh, Robert Mueller situation. Um, he he talked to the uh, House Democrats. Um, with all that, do you think that he's given them a green light now to impeach uh, President Trump? No, I, I don't think he gave them a green light to impeach. I don't think they've ever had the green light to impeach, personally. I think Robert Mueller deserves several Academy Awards for that uh, performance the other day. I truly <laughs> believe that um, anyone that's, you know, like, you know, if we take the category of being conveniently unfamiliar with your, uh, with your own work, uh, three years to produce and, million, you know, millions of dollars, $30 million, and he acted like he never read the report. I, I've talked to a lot of people that believe he may not have read the report. I do believe that Robert Mueller was probably a figurehead. I, but I, I, in my heart of hearts, having studied Mueller, I'm not a big fan of his. We could go through cases that he was involved in, starting up here with Whitey Bulger and the Pan Am case. I mean, it goes on and on. The one thing I know, he, he's had a pretty, in the eyes of many people, a pretty stellar career. So I, I question, first of all, why you'd throw that out in a seven-hour congressional hearing. Because the way he acted, it was like, you know, look at I'm mentally incompetent. There's something wrong with me here. Um, he wasn't talking into the mic. He couldn't hear. He was repeating questions. He had, you know, no, no feel of of anything they were asking him. But again, I believe it was purely an act because I had looked back on Mueller's conversations prior to this hearing. Very, you know, just 
news clips or things you, you saw of him, and there was no signs to me of many, any mental incapacity. And I personally believe that if there was something going on there, they would have come to the Democrats and say, I don't think we ought to put Mueller on because of X, Y, and Z. So, again, I think it's an Academy Award. I don't think there's any anything that would push impeachment. I didn't think there was prior. I don't think there is now. And I think on the first night of the debate, and pretty much even last night, when you think about how silent um, impeachment was, Russian, you know, the Russian whole collusion thing, not a lot said about it, if any. So I think many people on the uh, left probably believe that that phase is over. They may keep pushing the narrative, but it's not going anywhere from impeachment. James, it's not to say, though, that they're not still going to go after the president. I think they'll continue to go after him now on a more personal level and his businesses. They're going to do whatever they can to disrupt this uh, man on a daily basis. We have got Gary S. Goldman with us today. He joins us live here in a broadcast. Business, Politics, and Lifestyles, which is a weekly talk program airing on WCRN 830 in the metro Boston area. And he joins us today here on a broadcast. So uh, what, what did you make of this Mueller thing? Because this guy, he, he wasn't familiar with any of his own material. <laughs> and if you know, and if you've studied Robert Mueller, whether he was a figurehead or not, I have to believe that he read this report. He, uh, you know, everything I've read about him, known about him, he's boggled up cases, he's messed up cases, but he is, I'd have to believe he had read his report. For whatever reason, there's a piece of the puzzle in my mind that I still can't grab onto or put in place. He decided to go in there and act like a uh, frail, frazzled, and feeble witness, okay? And I'm not sure the reasoning behind that, but I do believe he read that report. I'm not saying he wrote the report. But I do believe he was familiar with the report, and for some reason he just wanted to uh, play, quote-unquote, Mickey the Dunce on it. And I'm sure at some point we're going to find out why. Um, but, it, you know, when you, when you think of that, and you, when I watched the hearing live, I actually went back and watched it again later that evening because I could not believe what I was seeing based on everything I knew about Mueller. It is a uh, really strange thing. Because <laughs> he just he just acted like he didn't have any clue what was going on, right? And and again, you know, say I'm way off beat, and he didn't have any clue what, as to what was going on. I do believe people would have warned the, their friends. You know, look at it was all uh, the friends of Hillary. I like to call them running that investigation. They would have warned the uh, the representatives that uh, the House that, look, it, don't bring him in here. I think you're gonna, it's not going to help if you bring Robert Mueller in here. And uh, that didn't happen. And if you watch him walking in, James, to the hearing that day, he looked fine talking and greeting people as he walked in. So it's, as soon as the gavel went down, it was like a different individual sitting there. It's a heck of a deal. Um, before we let you go, how do people listen to the program and get in touch with you and everything? Yeah, they can find me at uh, Gary on... They can go to the website, GaryOnBPL.com. There's a link to the program. All our uh, podcasts are there. Um, they can find our podcasts on it, you know, for the show on Apple, Google, uh, Stitcher, TuneIn, and uh, I believe that's it right now. But uh, GaryOnBPL.com, and that gives you all the information about the show, and it has live links to the show when we are airing. Fantastic. Well, I will talk to you soon. Have yourself a wonderful day, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. There he goes, Gary S. Goldman. We've got a break coming up.
Attention, this is a public notice from Citizens Disability. If you are one of the millions of Americans who are disabled and unable to work, you may be entitled to disability benefits from Social Security. Receiving benefits is your right if you suffer from a physical or mental disability. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied, Citizens Disability can help. You'll be given an advocate who will evaluate your situation, handle your application, and deal with Social Security. Best of all, there is no fee until you receive your benefits. We only get paid if you win your case. To get started with your free no-obligation consultation, call 800-504-1639. That's 800-504-1639. There are a vast number of conditions that can make you eligible for disability benefits, many that you may not be aware of. So if you're disabled and unable to work, Call Citizens Disability today. Again, that's 800-504-1639. 800-504-1639. That's Citizens Disability. 800-504-1639. Attention, type 2 diabetics. If you or a loved one has taken Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR, or other inhibitors for type 2 diabetes and suffered amputation of the toes, feet, or legs, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA has warned that Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR and other inhibitors for type 2 diabetes cause an increased role in amputations of the toes, feet, and legs. If you or a loved one has taken Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR or other inhibitors for type 2 diabetes and suffered amputation of the toes, feet, or legs, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-475-4915. That's 800-475-4915. Again, 800-475-4915. Call now. This is an advertisement paid non-attorney spokesperson. www.injuryhelpdesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. Welcome back to our big broadcast. We have got a great guest patiently waiting on the telephone. We are going to go to them and uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, my friend, and tell us a about yourself. Well, James, it's uh, Dwayne Burge. I've been a longtime film critic for The Hollywood Reporter, which is uh, based in Los Angeles. I started out there when I was grad school at USC, and I've gone to the Cannes Film Festival 17 times, and I've just come out with a mystery book on Cannes, so uh, all excited about that. Now, uh, tell us a little bit about the uh, writing process for this incredible book, because you put a lot of time and effort into it, my friend. A lot of time, uh, labor of love, effort, but again, effort when you're having fun. Uh, when I started at The Reporter, I sat next to a gentleman named Robert Osborne, who a lot of your listeners where movie buffs might know from Turner Classic Movies. Yep. And Bob became like my best friend there and colleague. And we he always used to entertain me with the movie lore and stories and anecdotes. And we enjoyed The Reporter in the sense it was a crazy, dynamic place. I mean, a newspaper that's right in Hollywood and covers the movie industry. And... Uh, 1994, 25 years ago, I went to my first can, and Bob had just started the month before a new gig at Turner Classic Movies as their host. And so he was there kind of the last time in his capacity for The Hollywood Reporter, and it was kind of handing the baton off to me. And so I was lucky. I got the grand Robert Osborne tour of Cannes. 
taking me through the Carlton Hotel and along the beaches and stories of Grace Kelly and Cary Grant and all the uh, celebrated people who had been at this really glamorous film festival. So I always I was in shock because there I was. It was like another reality. And I'm always in shock when I go there because I think everybody is. It's another reality. It's like movie stars, you're on the French Riviera, expensive dinners, wine. It's uh, Even if you're a billionaire, it's something that is not your average uh, everyday routine. So people would always ask me, uh, James, what about Cannes when I come back? And people would always ask me, again, through their own personal interests. My sister would want to know about the setting and the beaches and all that. And my friend James would want to know about the food and what was served at all the buffets and the restaurants. And my friend Shan always wanted to know about the latest fashion. And my friend Risner wanted to know about the red carpet and all the models and actresses that what they were wearing. All that kind of thing. And people always said, why don't you write a book about Ken? But I thought, I don't know that much about food or cuisine. Certainly don't know much about fashion. How can I write a book like that without, one, being too labor-intensive, and more importantly, exposing my ignorance of things like fashion? And I thought, you know what? I can tell the story of Ken through my own uh, background as someone who reads detective novels voraciously. And I thought, I can tell the story of the festival through a murder mystery. Yes! I have my lead character go through all the parties, and, you know, people want to know, how do you how do you decide which films to do, and how many films do you write in a day, how many reviews do you write in a day, and how do you do it, and do you meet celebrities? And I thought, yeah, I can... I can do all this. I'll have a murder mystery. And through the daily course or the uh, 12-day course of the festival, in solving this mystery, the film critic, of course, my lead character, is doing his regular job, you know, reviewing movies or trying to. But he's also been the lead actress of the opening night film has been killed. And he's being set up as a suspect circumstantial evidence and he's called in but released but his feeling is if he doesn't figure out who did this and who's setting him up he's eventually going to go down for it so it's it's like that Cary Grant mystery of maybe some of your listeners would remember and it plays on Turner Classic uh, quite a bit North by Northwest yes indeed where Cary Grant is uh, mistaken for uh, a spy and he has to go through all this craziness. And it's a combination. It's a, it's a romance. It's a mystery. It's action. It's a kind of a almost horror thriller and a political thriller. And I thought, I can take my character through all of that. I can give a good picture, a kind of a... a a wilder picture of can, which is, I think, is more essential than you could in a standard, you know, textbook type, uh, you know, portrayal. So that's how I got going on it, James. And Bob Osborne, all through the years, I used to go down to Atlanta and see him. We always kept in contact. 
he kept saying, how's your book coming? How's your book coming? And would read the early chapters and things. And although he died a few years ago, I've dedicated the book to him because he was always such a great inspiration to me in telling these stories and then, you know, inspiring me to tell my own story or, or, or larger canned story through this book. Well, this so this that, book is been the process. this book is absolutely incredible. What's been some of the different feedback you've gotten on the book? Um, people, people, different types of people, not just my friends, but some people read it strictly for the plot. And I'm not a plot guy; I'm more of a Raymond Chandler guy, more of the atmosphere. But they like the plot. I think, woo, I got by that. Or other other people just like there's a lot of humor in it. Because there's so many, uh, I mean, when you're in Cannes, you're not in Kansas. <laughs> and so you encounter a lot of stuff that you don't see in everyday life. And there's also, because of the media today and the almost infestation of national or international media on the whole event with, the, you know, the Victoria's Secret models and the stars and, you know, all the, the crazy cable outlets they have. You know, I've, I've also being a member of the media it's great fun for me to make fun of the media. So <laughs> I've been I've I've been real lucky so far. The early re- returns on the book are people are really enjoying it, and I'm most thrilled to say, well, you got to do a second one. Are are you working on it? And I actually have an answer for that. It's called Sundown at Sundown, and I'm going to use the kind of same uh, genre structure, a murder mystery again where the same film critic goes to Sundance, which I've covered for the Holiday Reporter since the mid-'80s, before it was even Sundance, when it was called the United States Film Festival. And then Robert Redford and Sundance Institute kind of took it over, revived it, and it became Sundance. So I've got a lot it's set up in Park City, Utah, Ski Resort, and I've got a lot of inside stories from that one. So... I am blazing away on the second one called Sundown at Sundance. So uh, you've got uh, a great book here. Uh, how do people get a hold of it? How do we get a hold of you, everything? Um, that's real easy. For your listeners who've heard of Amazon, and I would imagine there are a few, um, just check it out on Amazon, the red carpet it can. And you can get it in paperback, or you can get it on on the Kindle, so it's available there. It's also available, James, on my website, DwayneBurge.com, and that's D-U-A-N-E-B-Y-R-G-E.com, all one word, all lowercase. So it's readily available, and uh, it, it's, it's, uh, I've got to say, it's selling quite well right now. I'm really <laughs> gratified. It's like icing on the cake. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. Dwayne Burge joins us here in our broadcast. And uh, before we let you go, my friend, uh, when, when's the next book coming out? Sundown on Sundance. It's going to be previewed on a site called HollywoodDimension.com next January, just before its release. I'm writing it now, having a lot of fun with it. I actually lived up in Park City for uh, a few years, uh, James. Every year I'd go to Sundance, I was so impressed with Park City that I eventually bought a place up there and moved up there. So I not only know it as a, a guy covered the festival, but 
I know all the ins and outs of local politics, and I don't know if you're a, a, a skier or a winner a sports fan, but that's where the Olympics was held in 2002. Fantastic. They always refer to it as the Salt, Salt Lake City Olympics, but it really took place in Park City, which is just up the mountain from Salt Lake City. So you've got all that kind of political stuff of a, an Olympic showcase, and I guess it's going to be the next uh, Winter Olympics that happens in the U.S. I don't know when that is, 20-something and I guess they're in the running for it, and I, I imagine they might get it again. So I've got all that, and I've got characters that are tied to Utah, so I'm having a ball doing it. Well, keep us updated on that book, and uh, definitely would love to have you back when that comes out. I appreciate you making time for us today, my friend. Oh, it's my pleasure, James. Thanks so much, and uh, you have a great day, and I guess a great month of August here. Yes, first, right? I appreciate it. Thank you, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. There he goes. Dwayne Burge. Mark Walters coming up. Attention, this is a public notice from Citizens Disability. If you are one of the millions of Americans who are disabled and unable to work, you may be entitled to disability benefits from Social Security. Receiving benefits is your right if you suffer from a physical or mental disability. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied, Citizens Disability can help. You'll be given an advocate who will evaluate your situation, handle your application, and deal with Social Security. Best of all, there is no fee until you receive your benefits. We only get paid if you win your case. To get started with your free no-obligation consultation, call 800-504-1639. That's 800-504-1639. There are a vast number of conditions that can make you eligible for disability benefits, many that you may not be aware of. So if you're disabled and unable to work, call Citizens Disability today. Again, that's 800-504-1639. 800-504-1639. That's Citizens Disability. Disability, 800-504-1639. Attention, type 2 diabetics. If you or a loved one has taken Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR, or other inhibitors for type 2 diabetes and suffered amputation of the toes, feet, or legs, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA has warned that Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR, and other inhibitors for type 2 diabetes cause an increased role in amputations of the toes, feet, and legs. If you or a loved one has taken Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR, or other inhibitors for type 2 diabetes and suffered amputation of the toes, feet, or legs, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-475-4915. That's 800-475-4915. Again, 800-475-4915. Call now. This is an advertisement paid non-attorney spokesperson. www.injuryhelpdesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. 
Nevada. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand, call Consolidated Credit now. They can consolidate your debts, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. Call Consolidated Credit now. 800-404-0907. 800-404-0907. That's 800-404-0907. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services Incorporated. 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. 33313. Not a loan company. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM-19. Oregon DM-80031. Licensed by Virginia State Corporation Commission DC-32. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS and you cannot afford to make payments to the IRS, you may qualify for the CNC tax program. This is a new program, and if you qualify, you won't make any payments to the IRS while in this program. Once you're accepted into this program, the IRS is forced to stop all harassing collection activities. No threatening phone calls, no wage garnishments, no bank levies, and no more monthly payments to the IRS. Get ready to write this number down. It's the most important number you'll ever need to end your IRS tax nightmare. Call Paramount Tax Relief at 800-549-6183 for a free confidential consultation to find out if you qualify for the CNC tax program. Once you are accepted into the CNC tax program, you won't make any payments to the IRS while in this program. Call Paramount Tax Relief now at 800-549-6183. That's 800-549-6183. Again, 800-549-6183. Welcome back to our big broadcast. We are coast to coast. We are back live here on iHeartRadio, AMFM247.com. Tune in. iTunes, Radio Loyalty. Find us on TalkShoe.com as well, daily podcasts as well. Check out the app at J-I-G-G-Y-J-G-U-A-R.com. That's JiggyJaguar.com. We have got a great guest uh, going to join us here in just a few moments. Mark Walters is going to be with us on the telephone. Mark, can you hear me, my friend? I can hear you. How are you, guys? Look at that. You you, you sound fantastic. It's like you've done this before. Uh, <laughs> You're in my studio with me. Yes, sir. <laughs> I think that's awesome. Now, uh, Mark, tell us a little bit about this this recent story that took place. Uh, there was a shooting at like a, a, a festival, a garlic film festival. Yeah, California is, yes. the, um, is the latest a few days ago. Where a nineteen-year-old scumbag walked into a into a festival. He didn't walk into the festival. There's a couple things we need to point out. He cut through a chain link fence to get into the festival, and the reason he cut through the chain link fence was because he was carrying a firearm that he brought into California illegally against California law. He violated California's gun control law about bringing a gun in from out of state. He didn't register it, and he also violated their ammunition law, bringing ammunition with the gun from out of state. And he violated the rules, the no-gun policy of the, of the uh, festival by cutting through the fence and taking that instrument of, uh, of death that he used, his, his, his gun his, that he chose to use as an instrument of death that day, that he, that he used to violate all of California's laws with. And he cut his way through the fence because he could avoid the metal detectors. So here's a guy that broke every single California gun control law, not to mention the laws against homicide and the moral laws against murder, and killed three people and wounded, I'm, I guess it's a 15 people now at the festival, before he was, thank God, shot and killed by police about, about a minute after he opened fire. This is uh, just in, insane. How uh, You know, first of all, <laughs> I've been to a lot of these, these festivals, whether they're, you know, music festivals or what have you, and right. security is always a concern. Uh, 
most people are talking about, oh my God, you know this this this, this guy got through, you know, and they start yelling and screaming about gun control. However, right. my my issue is, why don't we fix security at the festivals? <laughs> well, you know, there were, this place was crawling with cops. I, I mean, it, it was it was not a venue that listen. There, first of all, let's start with this: there's no such thing as a gun free zone. We have to get that out. Yeah, there is absolutely no such thing as a gun free zone. And what they call gun-free zones, and the phrase they use, they need to be terminated. They need to be outlawed. And there's a couple reasons for that. But let's start with the fact, because the number one reason is because there's no such thing as a gun-free zone. A criminal shows up at a supposed gun-free zone with a gun and is no longer a gun-free zone. In this particular case, there was a heavy law enforcement, armed law enforcement presence there. And fortunately, as I said, this guy was put down within a minute. But in that minute, he was able to murder three people, one of them a six-year-old little boy and wound 15 others. And I want to make a correlation here between Parkland, what we saw happen in Parkland, and here. In both of these instances, the armed law enforcement response was fantastic. One minute at the Garlic Festival in California, that's seven minutes, six to seven minutes faster than the average response time across the country. In Parkland, the armed response was one minute and 39 seconds. Now, let's forget the fact that the armed response was a coward and chose not to go in. The fact of the matter, what's important is there was an armed response in a minute and 39 seconds it showed up. Had he chosen to go in, he could have saved countless lives, but he chose not to. But for the purpose of what we're talking about, it was a one minute and 39 second response time. In the minute and 38 seconds that preceded his one minute and 39 second response, 20 people were shot, nine fatally. The point that I'm trying to make is no matter how fast law enforcement can get there, if the individuals on the scene first, the people who are there becoming victims, don't have the ability to defend themselves, there is always going to be a body count. So combine that with the fact that there's no such thing as a gun-free zone because the criminal chooses to turn it into a gun-free zone. You've got a recipe for disaster unless people have the ability to protect themselves. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast here on iHeartRadio. Of course, Mark Walters, the spokesman for Second Amendment Foundation. And uh, now the Second Amendment Foundation is calling for the end of gun-free zones. Give us give us your thoughts and, and feelings on this and, and why this is maybe going to be an uphill battle. Well, I, you know, I don't, I'm not so sure it's going to be an uphill battle. I think people are coming to the... If you get your head out of the media and the mainstream press who is pushing an anti-gun agenda, the vast majority of Americans understand that gun-free zones are killing zones. You get across middle America, we understand these things. That a gun-free zone, that you've got 90... 90- with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.